Are you happy to be here this morning? Amen. Turn to Psalm 139. That was a perfect song to begin with. I'll get into that in a second, but did not expect that. My purpose is mainly to remind us of how much we should love the Lord and all that he's done for us. Psalm 139, follow along as I read. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassed my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also art thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? And am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with a perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. This has been my favorite psalm for a while, so I was excited to be able to share it with you this morning. This is a psalm of David. And this is a prayer or a psalm to God, to the Lord, in adoration of him. Uh, The first couple verses, verses 1 through 6, can be cross-referenced with Hebrews 12 and 13, but 13, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Just think about for one second, the Lord knows you and is familiar with you. I'm going to get into that later, but the first couple verses... The Lord, at verse 2, thou knowest my down-sitting and my uprising. He knows when you wake up to when you go to sleep, when you're sleeping, when you wake up again, when you go through all the, all the areas of life. The Lord is familiar with that part of your life. Right. Think about having somebody with you, and I'm talking about a person, a human, with you 24-7. Every 
sleeping and waking moment of the day. They're with you at work, at school, at the grocery store. They know how you relate to your spouse, your children, your father, your siblings. After a few days, they would probably get to know you pretty well. They would probably get to know how you react, how you respond, how you, maybe how you think a little bit. But keep in mind that's a person, that's a human. And we can get to know each other okay if we spent 24-7 with each other. But we know as well that in order for somebody to really understand us and to really know how you think or how we feel, we have to communicate that to them. So the, the ability then for somebody to understand you is directly proportionate to your ability to communicate. Well, what if you simply just lack the ability to communicate? What if you have no way, or what if you don't have the ability to open up to someone? The Lord comforts us with these words. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. The Lord knows us. He's with us. And even if you can't express it, he knows what's going on inside of you. He's acquainted. He's familiar with us. Romans 8, 26 and 27 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now, in that context, it's prayer, but it still stands. The Lord knows our hearts individually. Now, think about it for one second. It might seem like I'm repeating myself, but there's a couple verses in here that say this. So think about this. or Just just dwell on this. The God of the universe, the Almighty that created everything that we see, cares enough to know you intimately and personally. Some of us might get excited if... A CEO wants to call us into their office to have a, or takes us out to lunch, or maybe a president of a company. I'm sure if we got the opportunity to meet the president of the United States of America, if he wanted to sit down and get to know you, we would consider that an honor. How about the Lord of Sabaoth? That sort of intimate attention and care should want us to love him more. That's, we, don't, we are not owed that at all. We do not deserve that kind of attention. And he gives it to us, and he loves us intimately, each one of us. Verse 6, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. It's hard to grasp. David was a king, and he had subjects, and he had wives and sons, and he had a whole host of people that he had a relationship with at, at some level. He, as a king, couldn't be intimate with all of his, with everyone under his reign. He couldn't know them personally and encourage them personally and get to know them. So in a way, when, when David can, is almost in more awe than maybe we could be because he understands from, from a smaller view what the Lord is doing with us. Right. And that should cause us to love him even more. I'm going to say that a couple times. That should cause us to love him even more. Verses 7 through 12, it's a quick point, but this should encourage us. It's not God sees everything you do when you sin, so make sure you don't sin because God is watching you. That's true. 
But that's not what these verses are saying. This is here to comfort us. It doesn't matter where we go. It doesn't matter if we make our bed in hell or in heaven or if we go to the uttermost, uttermost place of the earth. The Lord is there with us. Okay, if I can't be with you, then guess what? I can't be with you. I'm not with you. If I am limited by my ability to communicate with you because I'm not with you, then guess what? I can't communicate with you. I can't comfort you. I can't be with you. We don't have that limitation with the Lord. And that's what these verses are saying. Verse 10, Even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. This reminds me of Psalm 37, 23, and 24. It says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Was there ever a time in your life where you think you wanted something, and then the Lord didn't give it to you, but gave you something better? And in hindsight, you could see that it was better? How he led in your way, and you you devised your way, but the Lord directed your steps. He knows us, and he knows what we need. He knows what we want, he also knows what we need. The Lord wants to do good things for his children. Do you believe that? Accept it. And then expect it. But let this drive us to love him more. If we disregard such love and such care for us, then we're no better than that baby that was found in the field, wallowing in its own filth, the Lord cleaning it up and making her beautiful, and then us spitting in the face of that love. Okay, now I have, I have three questions, and I want, I want a response. And it's a yes or no. But I want you to think about it before, before you answer. First, does the Lord ever make a mistake? No. Is God all-knowing? Is God all-powerful? Okay, based on your answers, we can conclude that God doesn't make mistakes. God created you. Therefore, God did not make a mistake when he created you. Verse 14, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. In, this, in the context, he's, he's talking about how just amazing it is that is the creation of the body and just how, how it all comes together and how the Lord in his infinite wisdom and mercy has designed us when yet we were still imperfect. And all of our members are written in his book and the the amazement of the human body just for one just for one second the, I don't know if you guys know this right now but you are breathing you think about that your heart is beating right now and you probably couldn't stop it if you wanted to if you get sick your body wants to heal itself and there's a thousand other things that I could say about it but the point is the body the Lord has created is amazing and I think just by itself defies evolution but I'm not I'm not educated on that but the Lord is amazing. Now, a different angle I want to take on that. The Lord created wonderfully when he made our abilities. Think about you are the only person on planet Earth right now that thinks, acts, serves, and is gifted like you. And that's exciting because that means that no one else on Earth has the ability to serve him like you do and like you were meant to. Remember, God doesn't make mistakes. Right. 
he put us all here in this body and didn't give us all type A personalities. So there's got to be a difference somewhere. The Lord has gifted each one of us to serve him and others in different ways. What are we doing with the bodies then that he made? Are we burying our talents in the dirt? Or are we maximizing the use of them and bringing a return on what he's invested in us? Now, this might speak more to the melancholies in here, but I hope nobody thinks that they either do not have anything to contribute or that it's too small to matter. Remember, we already established that God doesn't make any mistakes, and he made you, so you're here for a purpose. To love God and to serve others, and the best way that we can do that is to utilize your gifts and how the Lord made you. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, For you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And as a side note, uh, parents, fathers, and mothers have a unique opportunity here. Being on the opposite side of the equation and uh, seeing in others, I can, I can say with confidence that parents can identify, encourage, and help develop these traits in their children. Verse 17. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. Is there anyone here that can say that? Amen. Amen. The Lord has done so much for us. We should love him for all the things that he has done. Because we, like I said before, we are not owed any of this. We have not done anything to deserve these things. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Maybe next time that you have a family over at your house or you're going out to eat with someone, maybe just make a list of the things the Lord has done for you, big and small. Sometimes the small ones mean more than the big ones, but maybe make a list with those around you and just glorify the Lord and all that he's done and thank him. He's good in many ways. Verses 19 through 22. Well, I want to bring out 21 especially. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee, and am I not I grieved with them that rise up against thee? The main point, there's two main points I want to bring out of this section. One, there is such a thing as perfect hatred with God. God is not all love. God is all love to his children and to us, but to his enemies, he's a terror. Point two, there's a major difference between verses 18 and 19. Wonderful love and care for us and ultimate hatred for his enemies. And practically speaking, we can decide what verse we want to be in. Our choices can either bring God's loving favor or a heavy hand of judgment. So let us walk in his ways and hate the things and the people that he hates. To sum it up, verses 23 and 24, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. This is how one can talk to God that understands his love. If someone was living in sin day after day, unrepentant and arrogant, this prayer would never even enter their mind, let alone exit their lips. Remember, the goodness of God should lead us to repentance. Notice the tone and the, dire- and the direction of the entire psalm. The psalmist David is in awe. He's amazed, he's wondering, at a loss for words and reminiscent of what the Lord has done for him and all the blessings that he showered on him. This is a joyful song. 
So understanding the tender love and detail and care of his creation, an obedient son or daughter can pray this prayer with no fear. And we should. Now, they want the Lord to guide them in the way that they should go more perfectly. This is a joyful prayer. Lord, lead me. I want to follow you. Don't let me be wicked and lose this favor in your eyes. Make me walk in your ways. And the beautiful thing is, he will. So to, to leave you with three, just three main points from this psalm, is we should praise the Lord for all that he's done for us. We should love him. And we should ask for him to guide us to walk in the way more perfectly. Lord, we praise.